Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show, but our favorite subject, well, it's redemption stories, stories of faith and hope and love, and my goodness, that's the story of so many Americans, and faith, by the way, being a fundamental part of a large majority of the people of this country, and that's why we tell those stories. And up next, the story of Dr. Dennis Simpebwe. Dennis You were born on April 20th, 1967, in a small town in the African nation of Uganda. Tell us about it. Uganda, Eastern Africa. Winston Churchill called it the Pearl of Africa. Perfect weather, they say, and uh, happy people. But in the midst of that, anarchy, because we had Idi Amin, if you remember the famous Idi Amin. So life was tough. My, My earliest memory, I'm clutching my baby sister's hand, we have to go to school, and there's a dead body in the pathway. But we're too young to jump over the body. And so I remember the big debate, should I go home? If I go home, I'm going to get into trouble, but I can't really. So so, so I, I remember getting telling Sylvia, Sylvia, close your eyes as we get to the body, and then we counted one, two, three, and jumped over. And then it goes black from then. The army wasn't paid. So at night, they would come to our villages and loot and steal, raping as young as three years old. In fact, at one point, my village almost told the girls we were pregnant by soldiers. And so that's life for me and not enough food. I didn't have shoes till I was six. We'd climb mango trees for lunch, guava trees for late for, for breakfast. It was just tough, tough. How did Idi Amin come to power? How does this happen in a country? <laughs> Idi Amin was 
it's almost like the same story repeated. You know, look at Saddam and some of these some of these other big guys. He was a, a, it was a, it was a favorite of the British. In fact, he was a, a colonel in the British Army. Uh, so so he comes on. He was a hero at first, uh, but but he turns. He turns on us and and gets greedy and starts to then tribalism. Then it's it's the same old story of Africa. Uh, when the power, it's, it's a power issue, and, and 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 so he begins to to get nervous when he, there's a. It looks like there's a power struggle between him and the West, kind of like like Gaddafi. You know, it sounds like because he's he's very he's he's too independent. He won't be a puppet, but with that comes the subjugation, and he's he didn't go to school. So he thinks money can be printed. Then he's irritated by the Asians, the Indians, because they're they're running everything. So one day he decides, you know what? No more Indians. We want the Uganda to be run by Ugandans. And he and he just exists three days. He expels all Indians in for seventy two hours to leave the country. And he literally takes Ugandans and gives them. I mean, I remember this picture. I was young. I remember seeing him on TV walking down the main street. We had one main street in Kampala, and he was literally giving shops that you that belong to Asians. He was giving them to you. Take that one. You take the shoe shop. You take. And, and of course, what happened is here these Africans who are now running things, but they were not trained to, to run. So, of course, everything plummets, turmoil, inflation, it, and, and so poverty sets in. And what used to be the Pearl of Africa, Uganda was the breadbasket of the Eastern East African cradle. Before, before then, the best hospital was in Kampala. Now, Idi Amin initially... As he, as he got nervous, he, he wanted to squelch rebellion. Of course, he became heavier handed. Then he started to pivot to the Arab world. And so the, he wanted to turn Uganda into a Muslim nation with Sharia law. So it was illegal to wear miniskirts. And it was illegal. One day he woke up, he said, I don't want to see slippers, sandals, slippers. I don't want to see people's feet. And, and people were actually literally arrested for, for wearing slippers and sandals in town. In Kampala, they'd arrest you. Uh, it, it, so uh, it was chaotic, chaotic. But um, and so on, and so on. And then, it came, of course, then means he comes after church. After church, then he had to. See, he didn't like any of the independent religions, uh, expressions of religion. Where Friday became a, a public holiday. So Friday was a public holiday for the Muslims. Sunday was a public holiday for the. So we had like four days of work. You know, and of course, all of this is is plummeting the economy. If things are getting worse and 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 worse and worse, and so persecution, then he began to outlaw all all independent religions uh, or, or expressions of faith, and and so thus began the persecution. Uh, the archbishop was arrested and killed, and so so that was life under Idi Amin until he was ousted, and then what happened is all the then the tribalism. And now there was factions of, of uh, military soldiers, and then the anarchists set in, just like some of these other places, like like uh, Gaddafi and Libya and Iraq. That's what happened in Uganda. So we have factions all over, anarchy, rule of law, nothing, nothing. The, the, the army wasn't paid, and they would come every night to rape and steal and kill, and it was a, it was a disaster. So talk about your parents' And what role did they play? Talk about that. Mine was tragic. Um, my dad was their provider, but he had other women. In fact, they were more like concubines, more open. We knew them. 
we knew them. In fact, one of them was my had been my my mother's best friend who lived next door. So daddy would come back home and and we would see him go to the neighbors and and I and I remember seeing mommy, you know, just dealing with wow, wow. And so and so that was confusing for me as a boy. And he'd come back drunk at night, eleven PM usually, beating mommy and and but then every time I came out, I was the firstborn. Every time I came out to to their little room as as he's beating her, he would stop. So that that caused me to think, oh oh, I, I can help here. I can help mommy. And and over the next few months, every time I'd I'd, I'd make sure I'd, to be awake, don't go to sleep, because you need to rescue mommy. And she didn't know until recently that I barely slept. Because whenever they went to their room in my little brain, my little seven-year-old brain, I was thinking, what if he beats her and kills her? So I'd sit right at their door all night, and, and it made me a rescuer. And when we come back, more of this remarkable life story and how he ends up coming here to the United States and doing remarkable things with his life. More of the life story of Dr. Dennis Simpebwe here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue with Our American Stories and the life of Dr. Dennis Mpebwe. We just heard why seven-year-old Dennis wouldn't sleep at night, knowing that he was the only person around who could rescue his mom from being abused by his alcoholic father. Dennis, tell us the effects your family environment had on you. I'm getting depressed. I'm learning about my history. I'm learning that, that no Sempebwa, that's my last name, had lived beyond age 40. They were all womanizers and alcoholics and they had died young. And so, but I strolled into an event, you know, one time, uh, where mommy said, there's a crusade. This guy was coming from Nigeria and he was going to talk about crusade, God. And, and so mom, mom took me to this crusade, a big open air event. And, and this guy was talking about peace and he said, God can give you peace. And in my brain, I was thinking, yeah, but how? And then it was as though, as, 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 it's as though this man could hear me. Because all the questions I asked, he would scream out, don't you wonder how? You don't need to. So I'm like, well, but I have to. How is he going to do it? You want to know how he's going to do it? I'm like, I'm thinking he can read my mind. What's going on? But, but you know, then eventually he said, if you want this peace, come. And I, I was the first. I said, mommy, let's go. I want, I want peace. I want peace. And, and we prayed a prayer. And as I was going home that night, because it was five o'clock and five o'clock was scary for me because the sun was going to set. And, and was that the night I'd see my sisters raped, my mother raped? Was I going to die? Was I going to spend the night outside? Because sometimes we didn't, it was too dangerous to sleep in the house. So we'd run around all night during these military raids looking for places to hide. But this particular night, January 12th, 1980, there was peace. And I was thinking, ooh, I'm not scared. I got home. My sister asks me, Dennis, what are you happy? What are you giddy about? I said, I don't know. I just, I think God's given me peace. And she looked at me, rolled her eyes and says, go to sleep. You're tired. Next morning I woke up and ding, I still have peace. I still have peace. And, and, I, and I couldn't wait to go to school. Now mornings were terrible in class because every empty seat meant they were either killed or their mothers were raped or whatever. The two, they were displaced. So, but this morning, January 13th, 1980, I'm like, I'm all smiles. My friends are looking at me. What's wrong with you, Dennis? I was a class captain. I said, I don't know, guys. I just know that yesterday I prayed a prayer and I asked God to be part of my life. And I, I think he did. And after a while, they wanted me to, to explain why I was happy. And I started to say, you know what? I give my life to God because he, he said, what do you mean, God? I said, I don't know. It's just it's God loves us, that, that he cares that what he's done for me, he can do for you. And and I became an instant evangelist, in fact, because after 30 days, uh, after, after the first month, I had, had like 50 of my friends 
all coming to church with me. And, and we were all, then we had a happy corner. And they knew that that's the happy corner. Dennis said it's happy corner. And, and people were curious. But, but I began to see, to have this, this idea that the, the God gave me peace that transcended my environment. Something that was, that blew my mind, that I still can't explain to this day, but it's as real because I've lived it. And this would be why dictators hate God. Yeah. Yeah. Because they couldn't. I, in fact, the peace came from inside. It didn't matter. In fact, it got worse. My, my environment, this is where I, I have a problem with the, the simplistic perspective on God fixing. And so even though Amin was ousted and there was other very turbulent dictators that came around that actually killed en masse, but Amin would have barrier, a barrier almost every week of a friend. Or, but, but I was giddy and happy. Not, not giddy, giddy, like, but I had joy. The Bible talks, talks about it as, as joy unspeakable, joy unspeakable. I was peaceful, had shalom. The Jews call it shalom, the peace that transcends circumstances. That's what I got. And I could share it with, I've shared it over 80 countries now 40, for 40 years. It's the same whether it's a prostitute in, in Amsterdam and a, a beggar in India, it doesn't matter, or a multimillionaire in, in Beverly Hills. There's this peace that God gives that is that's unmatched. I was ready to, to pour out what I had inside of me, so excited that, that the, a path was created for me. We began, with, we formed a singing group, began singing, and as we sang, all the schools wanted to hear us. All of a sudden, we're the biggest thing in, in town. We started to, then we started to, we had, we had a church service, we go to church, but we started to, we told, I told the pastor, hey, can we just come play music a whole hour before the church starts? He said, hey, okay. And so we just started playing. We would play music and six, 7,000 kids would just come listen. They were mesmerized. And, and of course, I wasn't promising, which is cool, is I wasn't saying God's going to come fix your world, but have God in your life and your world will make sense. But not be fixed. Make sense. You'll have a reason to wake up, a spring in your, in your feet, and he can do that. He can do that. I've seen him do that. And so that began to change. My father would die of AIDS, which was like, okay, because he was a womanizer and all that. And then my, then for a while, we're thinking, mommy's going to die too. But, and that miracle happened, you know, mommy isn't dying. Um, and so a lot of people now, after Amin leaves, all the anarchy, now we had AIDS, AIDS epidemic. Entire villages had just kids running around with their parents dead rotting in their homes because remember those anarchy so all the services are there's no services there's no there's one doctor to fifty to seventy thousand people so 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 again more chaos in fact that's when the british media said to say uganda is cursed after amin after all this now aids uh, so so this the, again in the midst of that we kept preaching singing joy transcendent in the midst of death. And, and some group came from England, heard us sing. They invited us to England. We went and sang in this one church. That church happened to have the, the editor of Voice magazine and the Black Britain and BBC, and they were all going to this iconic church called Kensington Temple. And when we sang, they all like, 
Next day we're on radio, we're all over. They called it the African group from Africa that's taking England by storm. And um, that year we won the award for best British new artist. We're not even English. <laughs> we're not even British. But 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 again, the same message. I remember when we recorded, then we recorded one song that became a club hit in London. All, all the, the the nightclubs playing playing this song. It's called it's called "Don't Pass Me By." Lord, don't pass me by. But they loved it. Again, the message transcending culture. And here we are now in nightclubs. The 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 biggest nightclubs in Europe. I remember seeing Muhammad Ali and all these guys, and you know, just the it, it, there we were, the group, a gospel group, in the midst of like some of us had never even been to a club, <laughs> but but we were featured. So so the music opening doors, the message transcending, received an invitation to America, Chicago. Same thing happened. Before we know it, we're all this in all these places, get a five album deal and. And uh, that opens up a global, global ministry of, of music that took us to 40 countries. And same song, same, same message, peace is peace. So how does the singer become a doctor? <sighs> I, I uh, bump into this, this gentleman who had a, 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 a distance learning uh, program. And, and so... At record time, bachelor's, master's, PhD, all still singing. As soon as I was done doing that, a church approached me and said, can you start a college for us? I said, I'm a singer. I said, no, but you're a singer with a PhD. So we founded a college called the International College of Excellence. And that that got me into academics and started 22 campuses in eight countries and then formed an organization called Eagles Wings International and and uh, and and just going to just we're good hubs now in 26 countries again you know the message same message god's amazing god's amazing simple words words he absorbed and then words well that drove the rest of his life and his core message when we come back this remarkable story and a remarkable immigrant story an american dreamer story like almost none other we've told here on this show, the story of Dr. Dennis Simpebwe, here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue with Our American Stories and Dr. Dennis Simpebwe's story. Dennis, your band's success took you to the heights of music in Africa. You took Europe by storm, and then you were invited to America. Tell us about it. Uh, I, it was stumbled to Chicago first, 1993. Came and sang in this little Romanian church. You know, we're like, hey, put your hands together. Yeah, yeah. And they were like looking at us like, we were the first black people to ever grace that stage. They almost fell over. And, and they were like, these Africans. So they almost patronizingly. Then I found out the Baptists don't clap hands. And I'm like, okay, okay. But, but we, just, we just, you know what? And, and so the next, next tomorrow, you're going to sing again tomorrow, but could you not have the music? Because they didn't like the tracks. They didn't like guitars and, and all that. So, so we said, okay. So we decided to sing a cappella. And so my wife was in there. She, was the, she, was, she said, we loved you. And I'm like, you sure? Yeah, with the church. Um, it was a little tough for them, but, but I, I don't think they're going to have you back. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, so, but she and her friend took us to the next church. And, and there, that was a black church. I was like, ah, I wanted going crazy. They had never seen Africans like us doing, we, we were just wearing all African hats and we just went outrageous on them. And they just loved it. And she almost fainted because it was now it was too loud. She's from Romania. So she shared a similar story of Ceausescu while she was sharing about waking up at 5 a.m., lining up for groceries. I said, yeah, we did too. We had no gas. Yeah, we did too. The, if you had a car, you just like, yeah, we did too. And the blackouts, yeah. So, so that connected us and very different stories. My dictator's worse than your dictator? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Your, her dictator was more dignified. Ours when he was deposed, he had heads of his enemies in his refrigerator. It was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was terrible. He believed the wish doctors had told him, keep them. You need to eat their brains. It was, it was, it was actually a true story. 
we connected and, 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 you know, got married. Very difficult because I'm the heir of the family and I had to maintain the integrity of my bloodline. And there I was going to contaminate it with, with white blood. So that was, that was a tribal, major tribal issue. But they got over it um, and uh, it became a, a, a story. I was the couple of the year in, in, in Uganda at, at the time. And, and How did her Romanian family feel about you? Ah, uh, that was different because, again, she was the only daughter. Her dad, an ex-Navy officer who had, who had migrated from religious persecution to come to Chicago, they were okay. It was interesting. They were okay. They would have black people come to their house. They were okay until one of the black people wanted to marry their only daughter. Because then, and so Ingrid was saying, but my dad is not racist. I'm like, I know, I know. I said, I said you know, if I was your dad and all I saw on television was black people from the south side of Chicago involved in gangs and da 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 and hip hop and and you know, I'd be scared. I would be concerned. Your dad's and, and this is worse than those black people. I'm from Africa. I'm a dude, he doesn't she, he doesn't even know where from. she he doesn't and then I had this funny hair. I had half a head shaved. So so I said, I understand your dad. And she's like, You do? You don't I said, No, it's not. It's it, it's it's a tribal thing. It's 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 he's used to white. He's used to which is for me, it helps me also understand that some of the 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 because I've been all over the world and I don't think people are always racist like that. I think I think it's an affinity issue. When a white person sees another white person, there's a natural affinity to white. When you see black, you're like, okay, black. Because mm. like, I've been to certain countries where I'm on the, the only black person for like a week. And so, so they're like somewhere we went to Siberia once and I didn't see anybody until one Nigerian girl. And the minute I saw her, I was like, oh, because it was like, oh, my kind. It's my kind. He's here. She's here. You know, so, so there's a lot of that that's and in play many times when we get overly simplistic about race. In fact, he got on the phone one time and said, I don't want you to marry my daughter. I don't want mixed kids, he told me. And she was like, so like, Dad, you can't say that you're a God-fearing man. But the challenge that was had come to his home and he had to decide, can I love this guy who's different than me? Uh, can my faith, the faith that I've, because it's one thing talking about it and singing about it, but now it was in your home. Is this my brother? It didn't matter that I was a Christian, just like him. I had a, I was a different color, and he didn't know what to do with that. Eventually, though, they reluctantly, and we said, you know, we're not going to get married until they are okay. Which took another three years. My 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 whole country became okay, but her her family had a problem until they they said, okay, I guess we got married today. Of course. Where where the the you know favorite, I'm the favorite favorite son-in-law and we're so tight and we've given him and them five grandkids and it's just a beautiful story. I've heard you talk about the simplicity of faith, yeah. But talk about simplicity of faith, yeah, and wrapping your head around faith intellectually. See when when we were brought when faith came to us, it wasn't. It didn't make sense. In fact, I remember the first time I had to sit down, sit my friends down when they cornered me and they said, explain why you're happy. 
there's death all around. Why are you happy? I said, okay, sit down. So I said, okay, um, in 2,000 years ago, God loved the world. Aha, I lost them right away, Lee, because all five of them, one was Muslim, one was, one was, a, was a traditionalist, had no witches. Witch, he had all this talis, talisman from, uh, from, from the gods. So but he was all, they were all like ready to just kill me, you know, because I had to, I was going to explain why I was happy, why God, faith made sense. So I said, 2,000 years ago, the Bible says, what do you mean the Bible? I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, this book, um, it, said, it said God sent his son. First of all, they said God loved the, when I said God loved the world, they, they just like, ah, Dennis, because gods don't love. In our culture, gods are mean. They, they, they restrict the rain so you have to sacrifice to them so, so rain can come and crops can grow and they take away your fertility. You have to, so that's, that's what they're used to. So God and love was like, <gasps> so I said, wait, you want to know why I'm happy? Sit down. So I, I, I carry the story. And so he, sent, he sent his only son to die for you and me. Ah, I lost them again. Because in my try, in fact, one of them said, what sort of God is that? What sort of, he's a weak God, he said. Because in my tribe, you don't give your only son for nothing because your, your son is your future. How could God give his son for people he doesn't even know? So I said, shh, just keep quiet now. Now I'm, I'm noticing I'm in trouble already because the story is going to get more ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh God. And, and they, they told us, Dennis, if you can't explain, we're going to beat you. It was, it was like, were they going to beat me up or whatever? So, so I said, I said, okay. He gave his son. His son died. They said, uh-huh. Then I said, then he rose again. Ah! I, I lost them again. Because <laughs> they were saying, how, how can he rise again? I said, okay, okay. He rose again. Okay. And then, I, and then I said, then I said, oh, I said, I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. So I said, and, and you know what? He's, he's here right now. And they're like, what do you mean he's here? I thought you said 2000. He said, well, his, his presence is here. And I said, oh, now keep quiet. Um, and he wants to be part of your life. And I said, if you, if you believe this ridiculous story, you can have what I have. If you believe this ridiculous story, you can have what I have. When we come back, this remarkable American story continues here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park 
That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we continue with Our American Stories and Dr. Dennis Zimpebwe's story. Dennis, we left off with you sharing your faith in Christ with your African friends. You ended with these words, if you believe this ridiculous story, you can have what I have. What happened next? And they looked at me like, and I said, you know what, I might as well go for it. I said, you know what, you know what I did to get this? I prayed this prayer, pray with this prayer with me. And they looked at me like, I said, pray, pray, here, here, pray, pray this prayer. I say, say, God, thank you for sending your son to die for me. I, I, I believe this, this amazing, crazy, crazy story. Come into my life. And they looked at me like, and then Lee, I saw one of them was shedding a tear. He had shed a tear, the meanest one. And, but he was being macho, of course. He's like, mm, mm, mm. so the, the meeting ended. And next day, yeah. You know that story? I think it's real. I said, it is? Yeah, because he said, yeah, because I, I feel the peace. The peace you talked about. I want to know. Take me to church. And I was like, then I am, I am, I'm like, whoa. It's, it's powerful. It's not just a nice little story. The, the story has power. And that there was my beginning and and I've gone around the world that I, I lived in England for a while and uh, I had uh, option to live in Sweden and uh, uh, Australia at a certain point and I've been to 80 of them 82 in fact there's no place like America there's no place there's no place like this in fact I have friends who even are in leadership in those countries Wanting to come, I remember. To, I remember sitting with this Malaysian billionaire. He had actually rented out the whole uh, theater. One of the Transformers movies was coming out. He says, "I hate America." He said, 
He said, but ah, it's good that America is good, though. We, we like America. It's good America is America. Something was happening here. The intellectual said, Americans, don't be stupid. Why, do, why are you tearing your country, country apart? I hate that you're on top, but I want, kind of like it that you're on top. It was, it was interesting to hear him say that. My friends call me, especially with all the race things, racial, you know, you know, they call and say, oh, Dennis, praying for you. You must be running for your life. You must be, you must be, you're hunted, right? I'm like, what do you mean hunted? Yeah, because they're hunting black people. I said, oh, wait, 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 what do you mean hunted? I said, no, no, no. I said, no, 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 no. I'm okay. This is a beautiful country. See, see, I don't have, and I, and I talked, I've got tons of black friends, of course. And sometimes they, I've, I remember getting this one award and some, 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 we got this, I got this award and, and my name was read last. And my friend calls me, do you know why your name was read last? Because you're black. I'm like, no, because I'm S. My last name is S. So alphabetically, I'm going to be. I said, no, no. I said, because I don't have the the history uh, uh, that, that some of my friends do. But it's, a, but it's not an experienced history. It's a, it's a borrowed history. There's no black man here who's, who's ever been a slave. You know, so, so uh, and there's no white man who's ever owned slaves that is alive here today. But yet in Africa, we still own slaves. We still have slaves. Slavery is not an American invention. And, 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 so, and so for me here, this is a beautiful country. And, and the, the, the freedoms when I'm stopped by the police. Yes, I, sometimes I walk into the grocery, into a jewelry store with my wife. She's white. Of course, sometimes they look at her more. You know, they think she's the one going to buy. And, and maybe I shouldn't be there. I've had that. But I don't go like, mm. so, so she goes and picks this stone and she likes to do this. She says, and because they don't think that we arrived together and she'll say, honey, do you, should I get this one? Then all of a sudden they look at me like, oh, he's paying. But I don't go like, mm, yeah, you see, it's me. No, I'm like, I understand because based on the conditioning, there's, there's, there's again, exposure. So, so is this, is this a racist country? Absolutely not. Is there historic racism? Yes, of course. The books, yes. When a cop stops me, I'm not thinking, racism. I'm like, oh, I probably fit a profile. A profile of, and then when he comes and he's nervous around me, it's because there's numbers that show that people like me could do more. They don't, he doesn't know. So I don't go like, I, 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 well, here's my... Because I want to get home. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go home. So, so here's my license. He's, are you okay, officer? How you doing, officer? I'm, I'm pleasant. And I have never had problems. I drive a nicer car. And so I, if I'm watched, I understand. I don't go into, because I have lived an experience that is far worse. And so I, 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 I appreciate the wealth of America. I see what this country, there is no country like this, Lee. I know that for a fact. There's no country that offers these unsurpassed, unmatched freedoms and opportunities like this country does. And let's talk last about what, what you hope and pray for America and, and some of the things you worry about for, for the country that adopted you and that yeah. you call home. I worry about 
the loss of of uh, some of the things that made this country amazing. In fact, when we talk with my in laws, my 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 Ingrid's parents are still alive and they're from Romania and and they they run away from that. So we we talk almost commiserating, like oh my god, this all this is how because they talked. He says he says they said Dennis. I remember when they told us because it's Romania, Romania. I remember when they first said they came to my mother. My my father-in-law said they came to my mom and they said, "You have the shop. We have to. We have to get. We have the government has to take over your shop because it's the biggest, and we need to make sure there's equal distribution of wealth." So they took it. He said, "I remember that. I remember when they offered us free health care. We were so excited." He said, "But." that created this this craziness where few people had the power and 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 they said and and and, they, and so we terrifyingly listen to some of the news and we watch the news and we're like this is what we run away from we run away from we fled our countries to come here to experience certain freedoms which are fleeting we're forgetting about the 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 I worry about God, even God, the place for God, the place, because if there's no absolute truth, see, in my tribe, I've written a book called Timeless Truths, and and, and Africa, the, the richest proverb, richest cultures were preserved by these sayings, these proverbs, and, and, and it's at the fireplaces that we, we learn what a man does, a woman does. Men, they care, they they protect, they treat their wives. Da, da, da. We learn these things. That's that's lost. It's getting lost here because this, everything is subjective. I want to be this kind of man. I don't want to work. Really? Yeah, because I don't want to work. Um, sorry. Uh, so 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 that... That is now becoming mainstreamed. I've got a, a son who's in college. He just finished that college, college actually. And my daughter said, Daddy, Daddy the things we're learning, that our America is, is not great, that our history is, you know, every country has history, has every country, like slavery has been in every culture. Africans own slaves, like I said. So, so yes, we have a path that's gone here, but there's no country 200 years. Look what America has done in 200 years. It's an incredible experiment. So we worry that that we are borrowing too much of, we're idealizing what other countries have and we're losing what's made us great. There's no country as benevolent as this. We're good people here. There is no country quite like this and I don't see any on the horizon because because it's it's getting crazier out there. I think right now the values that made us, oh yeah, if there's ever been a time for us to trumpet these values, it's now. America, the the free, the brave, home of the brave and the free. Ay, ay, ay. Hallelujah. And you've been listening to Dr. Dennis and Pebway. And what a storyteller. And what a story to tell. And what a perspective to see America, the lens with which he views this country as an immigrant from someplace like Uganda, or his bride coming from a communist bloc country and having to deal with the false promises of the regime that took over her country. And for those who have faith, oh my goodness, Dr. Dennis, in the end, was happy in Uganda. In Uganda. 
And by the way, to to learn more about Dr. Dennis, who now has PhDs, has co-founded an international college in Chicago, which quickly grew to 22 extension campuses in eight countries. And he's also founded a global missionary organization and started one of the largest and fastest growing fully accredited ministry training institutions in the world. And this is what he's managed to do with his life in this country. Dr. Dennis Mpebwe's story, here on Our American Stories. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.